0: What's going on everybody? This is Rob just cutting in really quick to tell you all about Chegg. That's right, Chegg. Chegg is a leader in online study assistance. Whether you need textbook solutions or expert Q&A, there is no better tool to help you ace your class than Chegg Study. They have everything you need to make the most out of any study session or breeze through even the toughest of homework problems. Study at home, on your desktop, or anywhere on the go with the Chegg Study mobile app. Now, you see, Chegg, for me, when I was in college, was just a place you went to go and rent books, but Chegg is stepping it up. It's crazy. Uh, Speaking of those same books, or speaking of Chegg helping you out with your studies, uh, you can get online study assistance that will never break the bank. Get more for your money with Chegg Study. Subscriptions are affordably priced and can be canceled at any time. So, if you want to take advantage of the Chegg study program and get $5 off your first month's subscription, you're going to go to Chegg.com slash B O M and use promo code B O M. That's Chegg.com slash B O M. B as in boy, O as in ostrich, M as in money. Once again, that's Chegg.com, C H E G G dot com slash B O M.
2: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another edition of the Woke Bros. I'm your host, Big Waz. Of course, as always, my Paisan, Michael Brooks, is in the building all the How way out it? in Brooklyn. Good to be back with you, man. Oh, yes, of course, as always. And today, man, we got a very, uh, it's a very heavy Woke Bros show. I'm not going to lie. Uh, you know, everybody knows what happened last Sunday. Um out here in Los Angeles, California. So I, you know, I thought I thought it was necessary that we had my my brother Black Trey on, being that, you know, he's a citizen of LA, born, bred, raised. That if you ever met Trey, you know that he's, you know, he's Compton through and through. And, you know, he is a very uh, encyclopedic knowledge about the culture and just about how things go out here. So I just thought it was important, all of us did. We thought it was important that we talked to Trey. Um and just you know sort of untangle some of the things that that have come out uh, as far as the slaying of the rapper Nipsey Hussle. So welcome Trey, your first woke bros. I'm so happy to have you on, man. I wish it was um under better circumstances, but uh, I'm I'm proud to have right. you on today,
3: man. Thank you guys for having me on. Unfortunately, I'm not woke today, um because uh, I do want to shut down some conspiracy theories that's based on this particular situation. Um, and just kind of shine light on the what the outside don't see and why people are mourning um, Nipsey Hussle so much.
2: Um, okay, so let's just get the facts out the way. Um, for those of you who don't know, um, Sunday afternoon, Nipsey was walking outside of, or he I don't know if he was walking out or if he was already standing outside of his store, the Marathon store, his clothing store out there on Crenshaw and Slauson. Uh, and an assailant walked up, shot, shot him six times, shot two people that were with him, fled in a car that was driven by a woman. Early reports for that, it was somebody that Nipsey knew. That, was, that came out immediately. That was out there from the get goes like this is not uh, some random or wasn't just a drive by because like for somebody to come up close and personal. Right. You know, you know, if it's like an enemy of yours, if you see him 15 feet away, you're going to be ready for something to happen. So for him to get up close and personal with Nipsey and the people that he with, everybody, every, every, every report that came out out of it was like, yo, this is somebody that Nipsey knows. Um, you know, he died on the way to the, he was pronounced dead at the hospital. They say he died on the way to the hospital in the ambulance. And, um, you know, immediately I, I uh, started talking to Trey. Uh, uh, things started coming out about, well, Nipsey's a crip uh, and he's in the neighborhood and this might be gang related and blah, 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 blah. But, I, I you know, and I just want to say, Trey, like, for me, it seemed like kind of obvious from the start. Like just knowing anything that I, knowing the little bit that I know about Nipsey Hussle, uh, he's not some active gang member.s Participated in active gang banging and actively banging on dudes, you know, on his days off. Like he's not in some war, right? Uh, the I, he, the per, the nature of Los Angeles being what it is, uh, he might have a personal issue with somebody who's also affiliated with a gang, but that's because everybody's affiliated with a gang. That doesn't mean what happened between them personally was quote unquote, gang related activities. Can you speak on that a little bit, Trey?
3: Yeah, so was um, to clear up pretty much the association um, being born or just being born in Los Angeles County, uh, there's a quote by Nipsey Hussle basically saying like where your mom pays rent is where you from. You know what I mean? Like, you don't really get a choice to say, oh, I'm not going to gangbang or not. You know what I mean? Like, you're kind of placed with that all by default of the neighborhood that you're from. You know what I mean? Like, it's unfortunate that that's the, you know, the situation that you have to deal with. Because I think majority of the time, most children and, and, and teens and adults don't want to make that decision, but you're kind of faced with it because of protection and then also survival. You know what I mean? Like, and you know what I mean? My personal experience, I lived in um, a blood neighborhood that my father was from and uh, I went to high school in two crip high schools. You know what I mean? Like, and I had to be faced with the reality of like every day I potentially, you know what I mean? Put my life in danger in this situation, just trying to go to school and play sports at a particular school.
2: And so you know, like basically, what Trey is saying is like, I'm, but I live on a block that is affiliated with Bloods, the the Blood Gang. That's my gang. That's it. It's not about, oh well, you know, I, I like the rules that the Crips abide by. It's no, it's like this is my block. This is my gang. There's no, there's no two ways about it. So wherever well, like, I go, I'm associated with this gang,
4: right? And just yeah. to add. And can I add to that? And also that if I understand what you're saying correctly, too, it, first of all, yeah, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go shop around for a gang to join and see, like, which, you know, which has the best profit margins, the best benefits, the best organizational culture right. yeah. I like. Uh, let me let me, you know, let me talk. Let me see. Who's so so, but so not, on, to, not to cut
3: you off, there's actually yeah. a situation like that. And they call those guys Transformers. Now, obviously okay. not like the New York gang. But what they say is that, you know, Waz, for example, may have grew up in a crip neighborhood. And he's got to a a decent enough age to make his own decisions at 16, 17. And he's probably been a crip all his life. And he finally decides to switch up. And Mm. we see him two two years later, and he's a blood. You're like scratching your head like, I got pictures of him throwing up, you know, this set. (laughs) But that happens so often, you know what I mean. Guys mm. go to jail, they get beat up, they get extorted, and you know, and this is pre-social media area. So at that time, that was happening so common, you know what I mean, where guys were so confused, or you know, uh, they found they found liking in, in other other guys, you know what I mean, like in that situation oh, okay. of a comfort of a family, because I mean that's where kind of gang represents as far as family, you know what I mean, like because of the poverty and the the low income housing. And most of your parents sometimes are on drugs. They're not available. You're in and out of the system. You've ran away. And these people have made sure you've eaten, made sure Mm -hmm. you, you know, they have like flunky houses where it's abandoned, but that's where everybody's kicking it, smoking and drinking and, you know, and that's where you find your comfort at. So um, it's not necessarily always, I guess, negative in that standpoint, because people do find families in it.
4: So people can't. All right. So people actually can switch up. But I guess the the other thing that I was going to say, which maybe I think might be more like is is very relevant, maybe just for even people that have like no interest in the rest of this. Right. They're not going to they're not going to go into any of the intricacies. But just the idea, if I understood you correctly, before we came on air, that like it also really has nothing to do with what you want like you could be like hey this kid's a great student he's going to go to college he's going to do all the quote-unquote right things but he's still part of this just because of the geography of where we're at period case closed that's it yes and
2: and by the way mike it's like (laughs) A well-to-do kid is not the norm, right? So it's like- No, no, I'm
4: I'm talking like, no, no, I'm saying like in the, in like the, like, take the like classic, like, you know, hey, like, like Bill Clinton, like, if you work hard, you play by the rules, like, you know, the kid who's, you know, yeah, like every, it's poor, all of it, but they're, they're, you know, they're, they got the SAT prep, they're figuring it out, they're testing well, they're going to go on and supposedly move up the economic ladder and do all of the things that you're quote unquote supposed to do. Right. If you are on a certain uh, stretch of land, you're part of it. It doesn't yes, matter. Yes, it doesn't matter.
2: Right.
0: So you're
4: on exactly. the debate team or not? That's yes. what I was trying to clarify.
2: Right, okay. and 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 it, you know, and it's based on the fact that nobody else is, nobody else cares, right? Like you're a, block, if you're from that block. Moral choice. It. It's not a moral.
4: It's not a moral. It's not like. No. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's important, I think.
2: And so I want to get to the part because you know a lot's been made the last few days, Trey, about like just what it means for Nip to get, and again, he's not Kendrick or Drake or Cole or even a a, a twenty one or a Chance, right? Um, but he's a pretty successful rapper. He's gotten to be really successful in 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 a way that would allow for him to go move on with his life away from the corner of uh, Slauson and Crenshaw, right? So I just want you to talk about what it means for somebody to achieve the level of success that Nip has achieved. Rub shoulders, been in the rooms that Nip has been in, in the rooms that he's been in, right? Like the type of people that know who he is, like he's on a first name basis with Sean Carter, right? Like he's on a first name basis with like some of the biggest power players in all of industry. um, You know, what, is it, what did it mean to you that Nipsey would open up a brand new store, buy up that whole strip mall, like, try to build it up? Like, what did it mean for you as somebody who grew up? And by the way, since you've been born, there's been people who've been, you know, coming out of Compton, becoming successful rappers, some more successful than others. Like, and not to say that Nipsey's from Compton, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. What did it mean for you for Nip to be doing that?
3: I mean, just watching his growth from 2008 to now, you know what I mean? Like you have to understand like, um, which I spoke on a previous pod of how passionate I was supporting his album and supporting <laughs> his career. Um, I can't say that I was always for him. You know what I mean? Cause it was real life situations where again, um, I'm from Compton and we don't really get along with West Los Angeles like that, mm-hmm. but I did respect him as an in- individual and, um, you know, we were, we were similar in age. I mean, I was a couple months older than him. Um, but in the situation of how he carried himself in the direction that he was trying to go, you know what I mean? Like this man was a father to his kids. Um, he was probably one of the smartest individuals uh, out there at our age and was constantly teaching that was, he was one of those guys that if you got around him, he's, Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, he was evident that he was a crip, but he was a smart crip. And what I mean by that, during his studio sessions, he would throw in documentaries, he's suggesting books, he's buying yeah. equipment for young guys, like who guys, you know, he was constantly trying to make better for his community. He knew what it really was, you know what I mean? And he was constantly educating. Um, around 28, 29 years old, he was transitioning in his career of like, you know, doing these studies and, and, and reading and, and educating himself on how to be a better, businessman. And, you know, I mean, he signed a bad deal early on and he got out of that and he found a way to get his master's. Uh, and he was an entrepreneur early, um, selling out the trunk of his car. I remember, uh, you know I mean? Like a funny time, uh, myself and Marcus Williams actually, uh, on Slauson and Crenshaw Um, around 2007, 2008, and he was selling his mixtape, Bullets Mm. Ain't Got No Names on it, volume one, out of the trunk of his car, and this guy looks like Snoop Dogg. And instead of purchasing a CD, we just drive off. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, that's just it's just not a, first of all, it's not an area, if you're not from there, to really hang out at.
0: And then secondly,
3: like, you know, I I don't know this guy. You know what I mean? During that time of trying to sell a CD for five, ten bucks, I'm not going to spend my money on that. You know what I mean? Like an unknown artist. And, you know, he hit the scene really hard, Um, you know, meeting up with JD and and being able to flip crisscross jump. And his career, you know what I mean? Like you look at it to now, man, the growth was just like, okay, you got to respect it. You know what I mean? Like at that point, regardless, you know what I mean? He had these like mini albums that were constantly going out. And then he had the, in 2013, um, the $100 album, the proudtopay.com you know what yep. I mean? And, 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 and Jay-Z, you know what I mean? Involuntarily buying, buying a bunch of albums and supporting the movement, man, you know what I mean? Like he started something that guys weren't even up on and he believed in this product. Like he was a pastor for those guys, For the, he's a street soldier, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like he talked, you know what I mean? Like there, you know, different regions had their guys, but he was yeah. LA. He was an LA guy that could tap in to those street guys, blood, nor blood or crip. You know what I mean? Like, Undeniably, once you reach that that gap, you can you can rap gang stuff all you want. But if you can break the gap of reaching blood and Crip, you got something, and that's what his music was. Like it didn't matter if he was from that side or if somebody killed somebody from there. They were still pushing his music because it was hard.
5: You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying?
3: And he didn't lie. That was another thing. <laughs> you now, I mean, like, it's just, no, it's one thing to be like, okay, rap fans are suckers for true stories. And yep. it's rare in a rap game. So when you find somebody that's so real and really back up what they do, like, on record, he's done everything that he's rapped about.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, damn, he's a liar. He, You know what I mean? He created jobs. He bought I up mean, his the box. The proof was in the,
2: the pudding, right? Like, there's yeah. receipts. And, that, and, that's
3: why, and I think that's why, you know what I mean? Like, everybody uh, teared up so hard about this news you know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I hate to curse or use this type of language, but he was a real nigga. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, that is hard to go by. It's one time where you can be like, okay, hey, let me bring this this certain. You know what I mean? He hard. He rap all his gangster stuff, and I bring him to L.A., and he needs security, or he need that. You know what I mean? Not saying that Nip didn't need security, but in the situation, he was that. He was touchable. You know what I mean? Like, he was one of us. You know what I mean? And why he related to such... Um, young stars, because he preached the same stuff he was preaching his records to those young guys. Like, look, you got all this money, you're way richer than me, but stop buying jewelry. Right. Stop doing this. Get a business. You know what I mean? And you hear it in his music. It wasn't like, okay, I can tell you this, but I'm also doing it.
2: Right.
3: You know what I mean? Like, And that that's why it meant so much to a Russell Westbrook or James Harden, because he was also partnering up with these guys. He had a million ideas. A million ideas. Right. Like, okay, look, YG's from Compton. He's from my area. But he would mentor YG and say, look, you in that deal, but you really not going to make the type of money you want to make because you don't own your masters.
2: Or right.
3: why you ain't doing this? You know what I mean? Like he was that big brother on the scene and keeping it real, whether it was from guys from L.A., whether it was guys from, you know, Meek Mill, it was guys like Davies. He yep. was the guy to go to because he always was going to keep it real. He always you know what I mean? He welcomed them in. Anybody that come to L.A., they always wanted to go to the Marathon store. He showed them the block. Anybody that's fascinated with their life, he showed them. But he also presented like, hey, man, this is real life. We're not promoting it in that instance. You know what I mean? But I'm showing that I can, you can make it out of this, too.
2: Yeah. And, and like real quick, like I do want to talk about his music in the sense that because unlike you, Trey, I didn't get on him until Victory Lap. Right. Like. And I said this earlier on um, the Basket Buzz when we talked about Nipsey, I was I was an elitist hip-hop New Yorker, I, and you know, when I heard about Nipsey, I was like, oh, a street dude from the West, like, I don't want to hear street dude rap, right? Like, because right. in my own mind, I'm like, street dudes can't rap, street dudes are good at being street dudes, like, yeah, they're great at that, but that doesn't mean that, you know, they're going to be have a, a facility with the art form or whatever, so I stupidly ignored what he was doing, just on my own, turning my nose up, elitist, street dudes don't make good music, bullshit, whatever. Right. Um it was on the recommendation of Mari when we were previewing what's coming out for 2009 I mean 2019 or excuse me or 2018 on Bomb and Mari was like yo Nip is finally going to drop his major label release Victory Lap I'm really looking forward to it and you know Mari's like my dude like I really love his musical taste all of that I was like damn I guess I got to check this out I listened to that album literally for four months straight back to back. That was the album that I listened to, you know, more than anything. And what I remember specifically about first hearing it, it's like, one, this dude has a perspective, right? Like, he so clearly knows what he wants to say, how he wants to say it, why he wants to say it. It's so, his perspective is so crystal clear. And... He, he was giving you the gangster bravado because he knew that if that wasn't part like if, if he wasn't adding that part of it to the common sense knowledge how to move move forward in this world that isn't built for you as a black man a lot of his listeners ain't gonna connect with it so he knew he had to give him yo bro I've been in shootouts you know what I'm saying I lost a bunch of homies that are dead, I got a bunch of homies doing life, like for real, like you can look these motherfuckers up, like this is my real life, you know, so he did feel the need to put that in the art, so that guys would know, like, no, this guy is like, stamped official, you know, but he, he his mess. he was so clear, he was so clear about what he wanted to say and why he wanted to say it, and I just thought that was so cool, and that's why, like,
4: ruthless charisma.
2: Oh, my God, man. (laughs) Oh, my. And it's not just in the words. Like, if you watch his video, like, the guy had a presence about him.
4: Like The whole thing is, like, insanely well choreographed, for lack of a better word. There's so much charisma. Crazy.
2: And and it's like, you know, sometimes, like, especially off of the earlier Victory Lap stuff, I'm like, yo, this is so cool because it's basically like a Crip commercial. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> basically like, like if if, if if the Crips made a, a slick ass Apple commercial, like that's basically what Nipsey Hussle's videos were. I was like, yo, this is like his vision, his clarity, his, you know, his tastes were just impeccable. And so that's why it kind of hurts me. You know, the last few days, like just seeing pictures here and accounts of the dude, and just and I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been able to listen to the music. Like it's just too close. It's kinda like it's still like just to think about what happened, how it happened, it's still too fresh. But when I think about like what this guy was saying, like what he was explaining to people, like this is what I stand for. And for him to just get shot like a dog, bro, in front of his store, like that shit just it, it, it's just crazy, you know. Um, and we could, you know, and we could talk about the little bit that we do know, because the cops um have in custody of so the guy. Real it. quick, real quick, but, before we get to
4: that, I just have one other thing that, like, I mean, of course, it's gonna make me curious. Um, was it true? So I've I've heard, and maybe, and, and this is separate, totally from you know, maybe some of potentially some of the like the conspiracy stuff that I know. Maybe you want to touch on Trey, but. I think again, one of the reasons that I loved him, and it's very different. But I said at the outset, I think one of the reasons that I like Nas is that sort of like intellectualism with all of the things that was just outlined, and that kind of like fusion and charisma. But he also had this—I um, mean, just literally, like his father was from Eritrea. Yeah. I read someone told me that his father was a Marxist. That—that
2: that wouldn't surprise me. Clip.
4: I played a clip on my show of him talking about um, the economics of rap in, like, 2006. So he's, you know, I don't know. He's very young. Mm-hmm. And, like, I always think it's interesting when people in pop culture, like, to me, specifically use the word capitalist as, like, a pejorative. Like, I like that, of course. <laughs> and then also, he's, But at the same time you also saw the, the vision was very clear. Like, I'm going to buy real estate. I'm going to do XX and X. So I guess I'm I'm interested. Like, he was so of a certain specific environment, which people need to understand better. But he's also, uh, you know, African. He's
3: global. Yeah, he's, he's the like,
2: child of two immigrants. Yeah, which... can, you, can
3: you connect that thread too? His background really didn't roll out until, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, I, I didn't see that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just looked at him like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, he's one of us. You know what I mean? Like, in general. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Compton or L.A. born. You know what I mean? But,
2: I Ermie mean, is it's generally in your neighborhood, Trey, is yeah. black Americans, right?
3: Yeah, black and Hispanic culture. You know what I mean? So, right. it's a lot a lot of black and Mexican uh
2: not a you know lot I mean? of people like African immigrant parents. No, and no, not just, at all. Like, not most at all. people, their parents are straight up Americans for generations. Like generations of African
4: Americans, right. who have been in the United States. So, in his
3: situation, for him to be able to, you know, to even be, you know, in involved in gangs, that's even another thing. You know what I mean? Like growing up mm-hmm. in that rough neighborhood, because that's a rough neighborhood, and that is actually like one of the gangs that that kind of got it going, got the, got the Los Angeles game culture going. You know what I right. mean? That's been around almost 80 years now at this point now, you know what I mean? So you have to look at it from that situation and then him going to schools and, 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 and getting involved in certain things. And, and then finally waking up, I guess, waking up and, and going to see and, and tapping in with his culture and, and becoming business mindset. Cause you know what I mean? Like he sat down for a while, he ended up going to jail. And I think that was the, the big picture right there of like yeah. i got all this time to think and when i get home i'm gonna do this 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 and he did it mm. you know what i mean like and that's super rare that someone can bypass first of all bypass the scenario of like oh you rap that's cool because you're from la you know what I mean? everybody raps now <laughs> are you good you know what i'm saying right. like, are you good or not then you bypass that part, and then, you know, you have a good, a good summer where you're rumored to sign with Rick Ross, and you turn that down, and everybody's like, yo, you're crazy. Right. I would have went MMG. Right. But he, but he believed in his brand. He believed in it wouldn't have fit. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, unfortunately, it didn't work for Staly, and Stolle ended up going over there. It probably would have been the same situation, and Dom Kennedy the same. Those guys from the district knew what their brand was, and they knew that they didn't really want to do that. So they stuck with what they knew best. In his situation, overall, it's just like, you know, him over the him going over there to Eritrea and 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 finding out his roots and coming back and really tapping in with, you know, Doctor Sebi and stem cells and stuff like that. Um, uh, it was big because his interviews was almost as bigger than than his than his music. Most people watch his interviews more than actual listening to his music. Yeah, See, I, That is I,
4: exactly how I started listening to his music. I, I saw him, I think, on Desus and Mero or something like that, and it was just autoplay on YouTube. Like, I was in the other room, like, watching some clips, putting off doing some work or something, and then it came on, and I just overheard him in the other room. I don't remember what it was, but I remember it was like, oh, that's that's interesting. That's not because, to me, like, most musicians, period, are bad interviews. <laughs> so 150 million just, percent. Same wow. with Athletes. That Same thing. Jumped out. That jumped, I was like, I definitely need to listen to this guy's music because he's giving a good fuck. Either he's gonna be the opposite, end up being a terrible rapper and a great like media presence, or he's a fucking genius.
1: Pull up and motor cars. I got a show today. It's all I'm tryna do. Hustle and motivate. Choppers are throwaway. Hustle the overweight. That's why they follow me huh They think I know way. the way. Cause I took control of things. Ball in the solo way. And if you powder my trend, I make you my protege. Slossing that soldier race. Niggas don't know them days. Take you in back of the buildings. Make you exposure rage.
2: Okay, so the, the police have basically, they, they put out um, the guy's name. Uh, they said we're looking for Eric Holder, which I don't, don't They arrested why. him, right? No? Yeah, they arrested him. They brought him okay. in, but I'm just going okay. in chronological oh order. God, I and and, I, and it. I
3: can explain that too, how he was apprehended as well. Um, yeah. I mean, because it's out. So, I mean, okay. we can we can talk about that stuff. And, so where um, do you want to start? I,
2: and his name being, sorry, but because this is Woke world, his name being Eric Holder, just like, just was like, just like a mind fuck. Cause that was Obama's attorney general. And it's just like. Of course.
3: And that opened up a whole nother
4: thing like, for the conspiracy like, stuff. What the fuck, wait, like, the cons- wait, the consp- wait, wait, wait. So is this, is this like QAnon of hip hop right now? Like what's, let's get the conspiracy stuff out of the way. Well, yeah, what's the going conspiracy on?
2: conspiracy is essentially Nipsey Hussle is a black leader. And right. he's teaching black empowerment. He's teaching black ownership. He's telling black people to do for themselves. He's um d- d- like in his content. Now he's pushing a documentary about a black doctor who claimed to allege to have cured AIDS in the 80s. And the this the, 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 So this- I swear to God, I swear to
4: God, <laughs> I don't want to get into my family, but that dude's books were in my family's house growing up.
2: Yeah I mean oh, that, that's
4: about
2: yeah yeah that's yes, absolutely that, <laughs> Michael your, your, your mom middle named you Jamal so I am not even oh in the slightest was, bit surprised when the former
4: that. remember the former president of South Africa Thabo Mbeki like he caused this global controversy like in the early 2000s by questioning the HIV AIDS link and my dad was who never
2: followed politics was like who's the president of South Africa and I said uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> So the theory, the theory, Mike, is that Nipsey was such a beacon of hope for Black people. The government decided to take him out. he'd okay. he crossed the red line when he wanted to make a documentary about. Well, I mean, this is
3: why white people think. Jay. Like Big, like Big Farmer would actually come for that. I just don't understand. I understand that. And I, that, the, and that the shots were too professional. I just,
0: you know, yeah. what I mean?
3: like it, it was just so disrespectful to to Los Angeles as a city. As a gang culture, as, you know, what everything is. You know what I mean? Even to his family. You know what I mean? Like
2: that, that that's so wrong. So okay, wrong. Trey, I want you to Okay, so I want you to explain this. I want you to explain this to people. Um, cause a lot of people, a lot of people don't understand. They just can't believe the idea that somebody from his neighborhood, somebody that knew him personally, would walk up to him and gun him down on the streets. They just can't believe that that's possible. Could you explain to people the culture around that area and why that's not something that's completely crazy or out of the realm of possibility?
3: It is not out of its realm. People shoot each other from the same hood all the time. Um, He just happened to be a star. You know what I mean? Like, if he was not Nipsey Hussle, we'd be like, damn, RIP. That's it. You know what I mean? He just happens to have a name and he happens to be, you know what I mean, who he was. You know what I mean? But that happens so often in the neighborhood that it just doesn't get talked about. You know what I mean? Like, and in this situation, like, you know what I mean? Like, I hate, we just hate to see him leave us. You know what I mean? Like, in that situation. But to to better explain, um, the suspect came up to the store um, early on. That wasn't his, that that the shooting wasn't his first visit. It okay. was the second visit. So, um, and obviously, the news just rolled out. Obviously, that why Nipsey was there without his bar- without his uh, bodyguard J Rock. Um, he didn't tell J Rock. He decided to go up there and help a friend um, out because uh, a friend's relative was getting out of jail after serving twenty years, and he decided to help them. You know, get some clothes to provide for him upon his release. So that's why he was there. And, you know, it's a rare situation of catching Nipsey up there. He wasn't just hanging out there or, you know what I mean? Like, him at the store was kind of like seeing a full moon, every blue moon. You know what I mean? Like, unless he wanted, you know, to take somebody, another artist there or someone's like, hey, fool, I'm here in town. You know what I mean? He'll pull up. Mm-hmm. And this particular time, you know, the timing just was so bad that he was just there. You know what I mean? He took a couple pictures with his fans. Um, and he had a few homeboys there, but you know, ideally in the back of your mind, you looking like, um, who would harm, who would harm a King in his, in his fortress or his, his, his own, his own thing. You know what I mean? So like in the back of his mind, I'm pretty sure he was thinking like, nah, like nothing. I'm good here. You know what I mean? Like this is my people. It's my block. I own this. Like I literally own this. Like I'm not talking crazy. I own this. Nobody's going to do anything to me because no rival gang would go over there and
2: actually do okay so do, do you want to get into what's been alleged what the the words that were exchanged between those two you want to keep that out
3: um I I, I would I, I would basically say this at this point because it's so loose and out of respect of that right. neighborhood game right, right. um the the guy was alleged uh called an informant you know what I mean okay. and, 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 and for street code informants aren't welcome regardless. You know what I mean? Whether it's true oh, or not. So that isn't.
4: So that isn't just sort of like, okay, I've heard that. No, it's that. not. it's, yeah, it's not. It's, is not, is a, it's not
3: a movie thing. This is a real thing. So. No, He's
2: saying those rumors have been out there. Oh, that this yeah, guy yeah, is yeah. Out There are a lot yeah, about. Yeah. So he guy. was pretty much you're on paper.
3: That
4: that's credible.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was pretty much on papers, and respectively, the guy that Nipsey was pretty much just told him like, "Yo, you're not welcome on my block."
2: And 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 by the way, and and just so people know, this isn't a uh, this isn't a case of, um, <laughs> you know, I'm a tough guy. You're somebody that's worked with the government. You shouldn't come here. It's they let you out early. You're talking to those people. You're telling on people. You can't hang out here because there might be potential criminals here, <laughs> right? Like you're gonna get people locked up. That's basically the, the 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 ethos. Which back in the days, um, some people would say, "Well, yo, as soon as people found out that they would have just killed the guy, yeah. right?" What Nipsey was saying was like, "Just don't come here." Yeah, you know, exactly. he's people- being
3: he's being mature about it. He's like, "Look, no? I mean, because honestly, you're not gonna. He's he's personally not going to waste any breath, any time, not throwing anything away on this guy. You know what I mean? Like, right. and it's unfortunate that." The guy, you know what I mean? Like um, the best way to address it, Artemis Gordon on Instagram said that this guy who had mental issues um in the past just did not like the the idea or you know how some so somebody somebody telling him to step off. So, so he he felt telling, humiliated. More, yes. so, more so humiliated, but also sunned. You know what I mean? In a situation of yeah. like this is a man. A respected man, and I'm being talked to like a boy. You know what I'm saying? And at that point, it was like, "Eh, I, you know, I mean, realistically, we could we can beat you up or do even worse because you shouldn't be around here. But you chose to come around here, and I'm telling you nicely to go, keep banging up the street, like go wherever you're gonna go. I'm not gonna do anything to you, but leave. And he didn't like that, so in his You know, I mean, in his best way possible, thought that was the best way to solve that issue, and unfortunate, you know, again, you know, everybody's like, why and and how do how does this happen how does it unnoticed? Yes, it's pride and ego, but that's across America. You know what I mean? Like that's a guy getting that's a guy getting cut off in in driving. That's a guy defending his woman. That's a guy, um, you know, being out outshined on the basketball court there that happens in America all the time so this is nothing that's new it just happened to be Nipsey Hussle who's the victim
2: but But, you know that that
4: also like I'm not I'm not defending like I agree with everything you said about conspiracy theories and you know that's even its own rabbit hole right like families from Sandy Hook get harassed because some asshole says it's fake right right But I do think, like, yeah, there is that – I have a sympathy for that psychological, like, defense,
0: right? Oh, 100%. um, I get it. Like,
4: why does someone this cool get killed over nonsense? And it just so happens, like, he's not there with his bodyguard because he's actually, like, of course, like, he's helping somebody out, right? Like – And if the version you just gave is true, he handled something in a a very, you know, absolutely relaxed way, whatever. Why the fuck? Well, maybe because of the pharmaceutical industry, right? Right? Like, in a way, that's more
2: Yeah, maybe. And guess what? Maybe it is because this guy is off of his rocker. He hasn't gotten the treatment that he needed to get um, in life. But, you know, like Trey just said, like, this shit happens all the time. People die for no reason in the quote-unquote inner cities of America all the time. You know, like, this time it just happened to be somebody who we loved and we thought was important and was doing great work. Um, But this happens all the time. That's why the conspiracy kind of bothers me. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? You know, and again, somebody like Nipsey, somebody like Trey would tell you, like, Dude, from from to, to the point where he still you know how I many people trade knows personally who didn't make it to 30. Right. You know, like this isn't well, that's, like some then
4: that's like okay, so that's like the this flip is, side of it. This is,
2: is what like, it is. This is what it is. This right. is not the outlier. This right. is the standard, this is the norm. That's what people, when they go to the conspiracy, aren't getting. Because you know why? They're tweeting about conspiracies from their comfortable-ass crib. They don't understand the reality of what's happening or what has been happening for decades, right, in this cross-section in in our country. You know, like, on that corner of Slauson and Crenshaw, and just told you, like, bro, like, this is one of the pioneering gang neighborhoods of Los Angeles, you know, so this isn't some rant. This isn't some weird occurrence. This is what happens, man. Far too often, and so that's why the like to go with the man. He was making a. Di-. It's like no, he was in that neighborhood, you know. And and by the way, like he understood. Being in his neighborhood, there was a potential danger. Not even that somebody was bringing the drama to nip store, that they could that they could be bringing the drama next door. and he might get caught up in that. Yeah. And that's why I think, like the courage, you know, the, the, the just courage that it took to do what he was doing where he was doing it at for the reasons that he was. And that's the, you know, that's the ultimate uh, tragedy and irony of it all, right? Like, and I was saying this um, to a couple of my buddies. I was like, even with, if, um, with the informant stuff, right? Like, you can really say Nip was dying over honor. <laughs> he was talking about honor. Like, what you did was dishonorable and what you could potentially do to people. Yeah, because he was a, you he was
3: a stand-up guy, dude. That's yeah, what he, he lived. He lived by it. it. <laughs> like, he lived by it. No, he did not go any. That's the thing. That's why it was so crazy, and that's why he's so held upon so high, because he was a young king. It's not too many people that's going to really pretty much say one thing and actually do it. You know what I'm saying? That was the one thing that really kind of When he walked in the room, he got everybody's attention because it was like, damn, he rapped about that and he did it. Damn, he really owns that. Damn, that's really his. You know what I'm saying? Normally, somebody's loaning that, somebody's doing that. That ain't really his. He only owned half of that. He might rent that, you know what I mean? But it sounds good because it's on TV. That dude really (laughs) knew business. He knew what he needed to do. He knew what direction he was going to. And the next transition was to... The next day he was supposed to meet with the LAPD. You know how powerful it is? Listen, this dude is a a former listen, a former criminal. You gotta understand. He went to jail and the LAPD mourned his death. Do you know how crazy that is? Like do you know how crazy (laughs) that is? Like the LAPD mourned his death. This dude has been in jail before.
4: Well, also that that it was like it. It also caught me too that he was coming from such a leveraged position that going to have that meeting the next day was. It's both that the LAPD embraced a former uh, criminal, you know, as you said, who'd been in prison, whatever, who was still not, but also not like, you know, ooh, I'm repentant, right? Like. I want to do something different, but I'm still absolutely part of that culture, hundred percent. And then conversely, that uh, you know, I don't know, like like actually pulling off, like, yeah, I'm gonna go have like a conference with the police, and you know that I'm coming from like a position of leadership, so that wouldn't lower my like equity uh, from where I'm from either. Right? Like, that, that's succeeding across the board.
3: Well, I honestly look at it like if he would have successfully been able to meet, I think he changes the view on gang injunction. Like, you gotta think about it. I was in gang injunction, dude. I'm a square, dog. Explain like, that. you gotta understand, like, I went to college. Like Yeah, tell, so, tell the people with gang injunction. So, in general, if you're hanging out in a neighborhood, there's normally unmarked cars taking pictures of you. Right? And then... They, whenever they want to plan it, they apprehend you, and then they just put you on file, and they say,
2: "Okay, boom." When we I saw was you. On, we saw you hanging out, exactly. slapping five with known gang, gang so members. So here's the thing: they you're take now the
3: on They do all this. I'm oh. on papers. My father was from Elm Street, Peru. My mother, who's alive to this day, my dad was murdered when I was in when I was nine in '94. But my mother is from Santana Block Crip. You have to understand that. My name is in that in that gang injunction, regardless if I like it or not. Whether I went to college, whether I'm a school teacher now, it doesn't matter. I didn't Man get off gang injunction. I didn't get off gang injunction until like three years ago. Jesus. You know how crazy that is. I'm 34 years old now. Yes, I've never committed a crime.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Do you That's know insane. how crazy that is? So, like, so yep, what Trey's explaining to you is like for Nipsey Hussle to be able to call the LAPD. Call the powers that be, the bosses over there, and be like, "Y'all want to have a conversation with you guys and what we could do to improve things?" And then like, "Let's fucking do this." That's the type of man we're talking about today, man.
3: And we lost. That's LA. that's fucking depressing. That's, that, that and that's why L. A. mourns because at the end of the day, we found hope in him. Jesus
2: Christ, man.
3: You know what I'm saying? That's like so the music, crazy. the music might not have hit. Like it's supposed to hit worldly, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't about Victory Lap being better than uh, Scorpion or being right. better than an album. It was right. what he what he was doing on the streets, and what he represented. You know what I mean? Like it was so bigger, and that's why when you listen to his music now, and that's why his sales are are now up two thousand seven hundred and whatever the number is. And people are crying when they listen to it, and they've actually given given time to actually hear what he's saying. You're gonna be like, "Wow!" The yeah. growth from 2008 to 2019—you hear it. Everything he said he was gonna do, he did it.
2: Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Real. Story. Right up. Right up. Right up into talking to the police, man, about making things better. Like it's you know, it's just incredible. Uh the guy put his money where his mouth was, man. Like uh, like literally, in a way that not many people do. Um, you know, and again, like just to, to just and I get the 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 idea that the US government would try to hurt a black leader, right? And like that's not foreign to me. You know, like we know what COINTELPRO was. We read the FBI file on Malcolm X on uh, Martin Luther King for God's Fred sake. Hampton. You know what I mean? Fred Hampton. Like, we know we know what the vibes are. Um, but this particular case, I think, you know, and Trey will tell you and anybody who's close to the situation, close to Nip, and say, you, you, you're you barking up the wrong tree here.
3: Yeah, I you mean, know? it's just it's just really disrespectful because his wife is now a widow. His children don't have a father. His mother has to bury her son like these are things that people really have to figure out the next couple of days. People can post all the IG posts they want. People can post all the tweets they want. People can post all the Facebook posts they want. In reality, after this week, whether they stop paying homage, whatever, these people have to go on about their lives. Not about some damn conspiracy theory. No one's all thinking right. at the night, ah, oh, damn it, Big Pharma. No. All right. No. The guy has been apprehended, and now, for what? For what? For what? Was it worth it? You get no points for killing Nipsey Hussle. You took away a young king. You took away our leader. You took away someone who was really about his community, who wanted to really make it better. You know what I'm saying? Because your ego was hurt. Like... I just don't understand it. I don't think we ever will understand it. I don't think no one would could ever forgive somebody for this because I don't I just don't see anyone being responsible who would want that weight on their shoulders to replace him. You know what I'm saying? Like that's another thing. You you get people look at look at look look at what LeBron James did. He did a school, but does LeBron want parts of inner city culture and gangs and nah. embodying all that? Nah. <laughs> no. This no. dude had a career. He could have moved all the way. He could have took. He could have built business in Malibu. He could have built business in Calabasas. He could have did all that stuff and stayed. He away went to from Beverly hood.
2: Hills. He could have went to Fairfax. He could have like
3: went, to, T- went to anywhere. He built it on his block. He hired people that he knew. You know what I'm saying? And That's yeah. the heartbreaking part because so many people depended on him. He gave. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the thing. He took his homies out of the hood and showed them a different life. They know nothing after this. That's all they know. They're lost without him. He was their leader. You know what I'm saying? He showed them a different way. Look, dude, you don't need to be on the streets. I can't lose you to the jail system. Come on, do this with me. Go work at the store. I'm going to put some money in your pocket. Let's start this business. He's gone. We can't get another one of him back. That's, That's why LA's hurt. You know what I'm saying? You didn't have to know personally Nipsey. If you look down the timeline, everybody has a moment with him. He took time to take pictures with people. He took time to talk to kids. He spent his own money fixing up schools, painting basketball courts. He didn't play basketball. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. players barely do that and give money back. Investing in STEM systems. Like, you know what I mean? Like, not like that's not happening around the United States, but it's happening in the inner city, like in the 60s, in his hood, where he was. You know what I'm saying? Educating his people. I could tell you now, people in my hood alone don't know about certain things and question the stuff that I do. They're like five years late behind the things that I even do sometimes and don't (laughs) understand why and look (laughs) at me like I'm crazy. They say, oh, you're white. That's the word. Oh man, you proper man, you sold all, You do this, and then it all makes sense towards you know what I mean? Like, I remember the first time I went vegetarian, it was like the mind, Like, do like I lost, like I sold my soul. You know what I'm saying? It's so, <laughs> like, you sold like, your soul. Realistically, like, dog, your grandma. No, I know I hear your, you. I know your grandma. She raised me. She raised my cousin. She raised you. You grew up on fried chicken. How could you? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the thing because we're lack of, you know what I mean? Like I, I seen something about Shaquille O'Neal saying every time he got pulled over by the cops, he says, yes, sir. No, sir. He doesn't want to add stress to their lives. Do you have to understand we in Compton did not even have a police um, police department. We had sheriffs. Do you know what that is? The different jurisdi- j- jurisdiction of the sheriffs and the police department? Like normally other cities have, OK, Oakland PD. San Francisco PD, Phoenix PD, New York right. PD. We don't have that. We have sheriffs. They can kick your door in and do training day, steal your money, your hard-earned money, and say, oh, we didn't find nothing. Or we can tear up your house. Oh, we didn't find who we were looking for. And go on about their business. I got, I got my face slammed in the grass, was at 12 years old, and they said I robbed a store. I robbed a store at 12. I was riding my bike really fast just because I wanted to ride my bike really fast. And luckily, I made it to my yard, and my grandma ran out of the house and said, wait, wait, wait. What are you doing? They said he robbed a the place. They're patting me down. I have no gun on me. They have the guy in the back seat, and he says, that's not him. I'm 12, and I have to deal with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But then- that's, hey, that's just not my story. You know, think right. about it. That kids are dealing with. You're faced with the opportunity of choosing which side do you want to bank at 12 years old. You're not given a normal 12 year old life. You don't have both parents. You don't have no way tucking you in. You don't you're not getting a driver's license at 16. You're not driving a car at 16. These are people that still need training on how to even react around police. We were taught to run when you see the police.
2: And and these are the people he was trying to uplift, man. Um, you know, I think that I think I think you did a good job of explaining what the guy's legacy will be. And it's only been three days, but I think slowly but surely people are starting to understand the severity, the weight of it. And um, I'm happy that you came on today to give people that clarity, because you know, even for me, my very short time in Los Angeles, and to be honest, like. What me and Trey or me and my cousin do in Los Angeles, we on the other side, right? Like, you know, we, we in West Hollywood. We're we're doing the other LA type of stuff, right? Like we're not in Watts, right? We're not in Hoover. We're, we're not in Lemaire Park. We're not we're not in South Central. That's not where we're at, right? Like that's not our everyday experience. But I'm happy Trey was able to come on to explain to people, you know, where this guy is from and what it meant for him to be trying to help these people, not only just help himself and enrich himself. What it meant for him to be like, nah, we're gonna figure out and make a better way for all of these people, cause we fucking deserve that shit. So Trey, I'm I'm really happy you came on today, man. I think you painted a a beautiful picture. Um, and I know this was very emotional for you. Um, as it's been emotional for all of us, I know pretty much everybody who I've spoken to, especially if you were, you know, a young black man like myself, like Trey, um And, you know, and you feel like you're somebody who's out in the world trying to make better for yourself, better for the people around you. Uh, This loss really affected every single person I know who is like that. So I look like us.
3: So, I mean, that's that's I think that's why it's more real, because you've been on those same streets with me. You drove up them same streets and that could be anyone. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that's the more realistic situation of like this happens every day. And people aren't replaceable. And just be mindful of what's still going on in this neighborhood while you have the chance. You know, what I mean, be mindful of the community. Be mindful of his family. Be mindful of L.A.'s culture. Because it's real. No, it, There's no, this is not a video game. It's not a reset button. You don't get a second try. It's not April Fool's, which we all hoped it would be. Um, like, this man does not get a second chance at life. All the stuff that he, all the stuff he built up to die in front of.
2: That's cold. Mike, Mike, do you have anything else? Sorry, Chad. I mean, no, no I you're good. Anything.
4: No, no, no. I don't have anything to add to that. I just want to thank Trey. And I mean, yeah, I'm honored. Thanks for coming on and doing this with us. This is, And I really, really hope that, you know, there's so many different layers to it. So I just hope that, you know, whether, I mean, speaking obviously with trey from the heart of it but if you're listening in nebraska (laughs) and you're learning like this is actually relevant to you too in my opinion so thanks
2: all right man that was uh this week's episode of woke bros thank thank obviously again thank trey obviously always the comrade mike uber junior producer robato lopez man um thanks to all the patrons Thanks to just everybody for supporting what we do. Again, you know, obviously I know about the athletic deal and all of that, but this feed will continue to go strong. All your favorite voices will continue to be on it. Uh we will see you guys next week. We out.
1: I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing, for you niggas, reinvest, double up, then explain, for you niggas, it gotta be like-
5: I'm conscious that there's a intentional pushback from allowing... We could unpack each one of those people that look like me. Yeah, I'm supposed to be in jail or dead, it's a whole prison complex. You know what I'm saying? Then you think about as an artist, there's a business model that exists in the music industry to prevent you from having ownership, to prevent you from being a partner. In the lion's share of the profit.
1: And dirty money get wash on royalty statements. Black owners in this game are powerful races.
5: The value is created in content. So when I think of us as hip-hop artists, we create content. But we don't have a wide product line. You go to Disneyland, they got tons of products. Ears and all t- Disney, Mickey, everything. And so that's that's the vision behind the marathon store. It was more natural. And it, and it resonated at a higher frequency to put it on Crenshaw and Slauson just because of the significance of that corner. I've been hustling on that corner since I was 15. We all started right there. We popped a trunk and was, was grinding on that corner from t- kids, from teenagers.
1: Look, had to fight before we hustled and it made us tough. Early 90s, neighbors' rooster used to wake us up. Mama had a bucket and a shack, but
2: we ain't make...